Hello, I'm Kara Kinsler, and you're listening to Inside IASB, the podcast series that explores leadership and education topics as they relate to school board responsibilities. The Illinois Association of School Boards, IASB for short, invite guests from Illinois public school districts to offer insight about current and best practices. In this series, IASB Field Services Director Dee Molinari and I explore a set of guiding principles that describe the fundamental duties of board service for close to 6,000 school board member volunteers elected or appointed to oversee their public schools. The Illinois Association of School Boards, which serves nearly 850 boards of education, call these the foundational principles of effective governance. We will unpack each of the six principles to help listeners understand what they mean, their significance and the oversight role of the school board, and how they are actually put to work in a functioning school board. So Dee, before we dig in, we should probably first talk about how and why the foundational principles of effective governance exist in the first place. Governance is the way a school board sets the direction for the district and then provides oversight. For a school board sitting in trust for its entire community, good governance is key. Yes, Kara, it can be difficult to understand the concept of governance, but let's think simple here. Governance is managing, not operating. The foundational principles of effective governance explain the role of school board members. My colleagues in field services and myself like to refer to the foundational principles as the board's job description. And these principles are the basis for many of the services and key resources offered to member school boards. One example would be policy services because the board governs by and through written board policy. And the principles help formulate training centered on the roles and responsibilities of the board and our in-district workshops devoted to specific principles, such as setting district goals and direction, which corresponds to foundational principle number one, or starting right, which corresponds to foundational principle number six. I see. Now, the foundational principles are not new. In fact, they were first adopted in 1998 after many meetings among staff and some discussions surrounding research and governance, as well as best practices learned from member districts. Yes, the history here is that in the 90s, John Carver's model of governance for nonprofits was all abuzz. Carver is the creator of the Carver Policy Governance Model for Board Leadership and the author of Boards That Make a Difference, a new design for leadership in nonprofit and public organizations. The IASB Board of Directors at that time was influenced by Carver's model and had begun exploring and implementing a new governance structure for its work as a not-for-profit association board. IASB staff in the 90s devoted research and thinking into effective governance, which led to the development of the foundational principles. At the time, there was much discussion about whether these principles outlined a new governance system or a restatement of IASB's traditional long-term beliefs. Ultimately, it was determined a bit of both. The principles were grounded in what IASB had always taught, but also gave a new frame and a new way to talk about governance. Rather than adopting the Carver model as a model for school board governance, IASB staff used what was learned from Carver's work and the discussions it prompted to enhance the governance work for and with our school board members. Now, since the foundational principles of effective governance were first developed in 1998, there have been updates over the years and we continue to review and reflect based upon changes in practice. Okay, so now that we've talked enough about what went into the development of these foundational principles, I'm looking forward to learning how they are applied. 
D, as a trainer for the state association, you help boards of education with their governance role. I'm sure you are very familiar with each of the foundational principles of effective governance. So let's review them quickly for our listeners. Sure, Kara. Foundational principle number one, the board clarifies the district purpose. As its primary task, the board continually defines, articulates, and redefines district ends to answer the recurring question, who gets what benefits for how much? Effective ends development requires attention to at least two concerns, student learning and organizational effectiveness. Foundational principle number two, the board connects with the community. The school board engages in an ongoing two-way conversation with the entire community. This conversation enables the board to hear and understand the community's educational aspirations and desires to serve effectively as an advocate for district improvement and to inform the community of the district's performance. Number three states the board employs a superintendent. The board employs and evaluates one person, the superintendent, and holds that person accountable for district performance and compliance with written board policy. Foundational principle number four, the board delegates authority. The board delegates authority to the superintendent to manage the district and provide leadership for the staff. Such authority is communicated through written board policies and designate district ends and defined operating parameters. Number five, the board monitors performance. The board constantly monitors progress toward district ends and compliance with written board policies using data as the basis for assessment. The board takes responsibility for itself as foundational principle number six. The board collectively and individually takes full responsibility for board activity and behavior, the work it chooses to do and how it chooses to do the work. Individual board members are obligated to express their opinions and respect others' opinions. However, board members understand the importance of abiding by the majority decisions of the board. Now that's a lot to remember. Fortunately, Dee's going to help break each one down in the next six episodes, and we'll hear from several school leaders from various public school districts in Illinois to get a sense of what it means to put these principles into practice. We hope you'll stay tuned. Mm-hmm.